Today's podcast is brought to you by Howie's new book, Paperboy. To order today, go to HowieCarshow.com and click on store. Live from the Aviva Trattoria studio, it's the Grace Curley Show. We've got to bring in a new voice, a young voice, a rising voice, Grace Curley. You can read Grace's work in the Boston Herald and the Spectator. Especially, Grace, Grace, stand up. Here's the millennial with the mic, Grace Curley. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Grace Curley Show. It is 2024. Can you believe it? We're in the new year, and it's almost been three years since we started this show. I thank you all for listening today and every weekday from 12 to 3. And if you want to give me uh, a little bit of New Year's cheer, feel free to share the podcast, share the show with friends of yours, spread the word. We always appreciate that. We love getting new listeners from all over. Um, Jared, something I want to discuss here is um, the anti-Israel rally that took place at JFK Airport. Again, it's like these groups of activists, demonstrators, protesters, social justice warriors, whatever you want to call them. It's like they sit around together and they think, on the nuisance you know, scale, where can we go that's going to cause the most disruption? And they've been they've been pretty much hitting it out of the park. We will get to that in a second. But I think it's only right since Jared pulls all this sound. That's one of my New Year's resolutions. Play some of the sound that Jared pulls for me every day. Let's play a little bit of Joe Biden, because why not ring in the new year with the president and his right-hand woman, Dr. B, or as we call her here, Nana. So he's being interviewed by the one and only Ryan Seacrest. He likes to sit down for these hard-hitting interviews. You know, he doesn't want to just do the softball ones with Drew Barrymore. He wants to do the tough stuff with Conan O'Brien and Ryan Seacrest. And so Ryan Seacrest, now let me let me point out here, I'm a very hardworking guy, and I don't envy this gig, New Year's Eve, because it's always hard to kill time on television That's the only job of the host of New Year's Eve is to literally wait as the clock counts down to midnight. And you have to pretend to be excited. You're in New York City. It's freezing out. Everyone's, you know, pretending that they're having a really good time. It just doesn't seem like something I'd want to do. And then to make matters worse, then you're like, okay, well, you know, at least we'll have some good content lined up. They go, yeah, and then we're going to have you interview the president. Okay, that ought to get the people going. So this is an interview between Seacrest and Biden. Play whichever one you want, Jared. As you look back and reflect on 2023, what sort of of memories, highlights stand out for you? Well, one of the big highlights stands out for me is my dad used to have an expression. He'd say, Joey, a job's about a lot more than the paycheck. It's about your dignity. It's about respect. So many people through the Midwest and, and in the center of the country, their, their factories are shipped overseas the last couple of times out, and, and they were losing hope and faith. So we brought a lot of jobs back to the United States. People are in a position to be able to make a living now, and uh, they've created a lot of jobs, over 14 million. And uh, I guess when I'm, I, I just feel good that the American people got up. They've been through a rough time with pandemic, but now we're coming back. They're back. They've been through a rough time with pandemic. Okay. I'd like to direct the witness to please answer the question. <laughs> it's not a hard question. These aren't gotchas. Hey, you know what? My uh, my granddaughter's wedding was really fun. 
He's like Nikki Haley. Why don't you give me an easy question? These are not gotcha questions. This is a softball interview saying, what's your best memory? Why don't you just say there's too many to choose? I've met so many great Americans, and it's been such a great year. There's too many to choose. Okay. Keep it short. Like, just throw it back. When You know what he's always saying is, I guess what I'm trying to say. And I say that occasionally. I have some, you know, I have some bad habits I'm trying to break heading into the new year. I'm sure you're all very well aware of them. <laughs> Especially if you listen to me for three hours a day. My brother told me one the other day. He said, you always say the thing is. So I've been trying to break myself of that. The problem with him telling me that is now I want to say it all. You know the, you know the thing. I want to say it round the clock. And now that I'm catching myself, it becomes the self-fulfilling prophecy. That's the thing. The thing is. But with Joe Biden, he's always saying, I guess what I'm trying to say. Some answers, you should just make them so short and so concise and so obvious that you don't have to have people guess what you're trying to say. Just say what you mean and get out. So that was one. Do we have more? Okay. I'm curious, what sort of holiday foods have you been enjoying over the last few days? Well, I've been eating everything that's put in front of me. I've eaten <laughs> pasta, which I love. Yeah. eating a lot of chicken, chicken parmesan. I've been eating all, all Italian foods, basically. And ice cream. And ice cream. Chocolate chip ice cream. Can't forget the ice cream. That one he's got down pat. No problems with that. I, I watched the body language. Yeah. You know what kind of amazes me, Jared? That she doesn't pull more of the uh, hitting him with her arm type thing. Yeah. And I know she knows she's on camera. She's not only on camera, she's on a giant screen in Times Square. So she's aware that she can't do that. But I wouldn't be able to help myself. If I knew someone was going so far off track, I would be like, rub it up. You would hear me. You would hear under my breath, rub it up. Oh, God. And I don't know how she doesn't roll her eyes. He brings up his dad. All the time. And this is coming from someone who I talk about my parents constantly. Anyone who listens to the show knows that. I understand talking about your parents. I understand that. But there are occasions where you don't have to make it about your family or you or your story or your ancestors. Like, not everything has to be, my dad used to say, dignity, dignity, dignity. Just. Just say something stupid and move on. Is that it? Were those the two? Yeah, those were, those were the two big ones that, that that I saw out there. I really didn't delve deeper into the pool. That second one was for my own of, sanity. That second one was kind of sad. Yeah, I, I understand it's New Year's Eve. You're, he's not going to ask him about like oh the Middle East policy. No, I, but I, listen I, to Seacrest credit. This that's the forum for those type of questions. The White House press corps is not the forum for these type of questions, and those are the questions he gets. From the White House press corps. Yeah. That, like, you know, for, from Seacrest, hey, you know, like, try to make him look like a fun, easy, digestible human being for people to kind of, like, oh, you know, try. okay. Yeah. Try, he might. Try. You know what, Jared, though? I would say that in that situation, I don't think it would be outrageous. Like, I don't think it would be uncalled for. For Seacrest to say, Mr. President, a lot of people had a tough year. Do you have any words of, you know, hope for people who are feeling... A little down. Like I'm not saying you got to make it super serious and say, hey, the economies. But you could, in a vague way, ask a little bit of a question with a little bit more punch that maybe you get a sound cut out of. Isn't that what everyone's after at the end of the day is to get a sound cut? Yeah. 
And I, what do you like? What food have you been eating the last week? I don't care about what food anyone's been eating. Not Joe Biden. I don't care if they had Mariah Carey. What foods have you been eating? Why do I care what food he's been eating? Yeah, I, I just, I mean, I, and to watch it too, I, I am not a fashion plate. I am not going to be on the cover of Vogue. I get this. I'm not, you know, people wear what makes you comfortable, but watching like how they dress and present themselves. Oh, I didn't even take note of that. Yeah, Jill's dress was kind of a weird. It was sort of like a cocktail dress, but it had like kind of mesh half sleeves with flowers on them or something. I don't whatever. I don't know what the the physical manifestation of malapropism would be, but whatever that word is, that is the Biden's all the time. Well, I think they were trying to give the vibe that maybe they weren't in St. Croix. Like, it looked like they were trying to give the vibe of they could be anywhere. It, it, you know, he wasn't wearing like a. It didn't have like a, a Tommy Bahama, yeah. you know, Hawaiian shirt on. Or he didn't have like his that. typical Navy polo with the popped collar and his shorts on and his aviators. So Dr. I think, B, why do you have a parasol <laughs> umbrella in your hair from a, from a zombie drink? I think they were trying to look like, hey, we could be at the White House at some cocktail party. But yeah, the whole thing I just found to be a bit depressing. And then the fact that even with the question like, what did you eat this week? He needs to get some help from his wife doesn't uh, doesn't really give us a lot of confidence in what's going on. Janet, you're up next on the Grace Curley Show. Go ahead, Janet. Are you there, Janet? Oh, hold on. We'll put you on hold, Janet. We'll try to get you. Let's go to Todd. Todd, you're up next. Hey, Grace. Hey, what's going on? Hey, um, I, I just was wondering if you could do me a quick favor and just be my bookie for a few moments here. Could I place uh, my first bet on who I think is going to replace the president at Harvard? Yes, absolutely. Uh, a couple weeks ago, my buddy and I were walking back to our job site trailer, and who walked right in between us? Bill de Blasio. And so he's he's a professor here. Yes. He ran New York City, and he also has an African-American wife. He checks all the boxes. He has the experience. I bet they give it to him. I think they're on the outs, though. I, I think they're getting divorced. He's He's been walking around, um, I think, New York City and going to these hot spots and making out with his new lover. So I don't know um, if him and uh, if he and his wife, what's her name, Jared? Is it Shirlene? I think her name might be. I don't think they're together anymore. But Todd, I, I know he works at Harvard or he has a job there as like a professor. I think is it the Kennedy Center or the Kennedy uh, School of Politics, whatever. Shirlane. Shirlane, yeah. Um, but I, I mean. How, it will not be a white man. It will not be a white man. Yeah, I was just going to say, how do you go from Claudine Gay, a black woman, to Bill de Blasio? And also, don't forget, it's not a horrible guess. And you know what? No, I, I mean, you know what? I'll start a list. Harvard if anyone else wants surprising. to, if anyone else wants to make their make their wage, wagers here, let me see. Bill De Blasio. Okay, we got Bill De Blasio. Who are you thinking? I'm thinking. You know what? You know what I'm thinking? I'm thinking he could be someone from the Biden administration. Somebody who sees Marty Walsh style. Somebody who sees the writing Sam on the wall. Sam Britton's about to be free. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't know. Again, white male. I think that... Wow. He's non-binary, Grace. Come on. Oh, I'm sorry. I forgot. I think it's going to be someone from the Biden administration who went to Harvard, who has roots at Harvard, you know? KJP is looking for a new job. And, and I wants bet you to she's get like, out. get me out of here. And wants to get out. I- I'm telling you, it's going to be someone from the Biden administration. They want out. They know this is a sinking ship. And so everyone start doing your research. 
pull up your computer, start Googling who from the Biden White House is going to try to slide into that job. You know, a ton of those people are Harvard grads. I bet Antony Blinken went to Harvard. Can you check him out? Check out where Mayorkas went. Again, though, white males. Uh, I don't know. This could be tricky. This could be tricky. Who are they going to choose? This is an impromptu segment, but we could run with this. Everyone make your make, place your bets. I'm going to be Grace the Bookie for the day. Uh, 844-500-4242. We'll talk about that when we come back. And I also want to discuss, well, I want to talk about California because I like having Jared here. He lived in California for a long time. He's witnessed the dysfunction firsthand. And we have a lot of California in the news. But we do have to get to this story about the anti-Israel rally at the JFK airport. Can you imagine being at the airport trying to get on the flight? on new year's so you're probably some people are probably hung over and then you have these protesters screeching screeching into megaphones nypd kkk idf you're all the same protesters inside an suv screech through a megaphone inside an suv I don't know if the climate activists will be happy about this. This is what's going to end up happening. The climate activists and the pro-Palestinian activists are going to end up in a West Side Story style rumble at one of these things. There's going to be a situation where climate activists are making their point by blocking traffic or, you know, just disrupting somebody's day, trying to throw art, uh, trying to throw like spaghetti at a, at a painting or something. And they're going to run into one of these pro-Palestinian activists and it's going to be a situation of this town's not big enough for the both of us mark my words that that's that has to happen at some point we'll be right back we'll take your calls but jared first tell people about the nasa beach Inn. you love this spot it's a really good place to go and right now is a really good time to have something to look forward to and i think the nasa beach Inn could be just that yeah if you need to get away from uh from the struggles of everyday life or just get a little time to yourself the nasa beach Inn is definitely the place to do it. It is right on the water. I mean, I'm talking, you step out your room, you are 12 steps from the beach. You can walk the beach, and walking the beach in winter is great. I mean, being on the Cape in winter is great anyway. You don't have any any of the crowds, any of the associated summer stuff with it. It is the most tranquil place you can go, and Nosset Beach Inn is really the tranquil spot. Um, each room has its own fireplace with a big picture window, so if it's really cold. You can stay inside. You can look out and just watch the ocean. Um, it's pet friendly, so you can bring your pet. You can walk your pet on the beach. A lot of people in the cities don't really get a chance to do that. They also don't get a chance to see the stars, which you can do down there because it's so clear at night. Uh, there are fire pits if you want to be outside. You can sit by the fire pit, have your morning coffee, and watch the sunrise. You can hang out and just look at the stars, watch the moon rise, hang out by the fire pits. Um, it, you know, everybody's kind of there it's friendly it's a great place to go and right now you can stay at the nasa beach inn for under 200 dollars this winter which is an incredible price so don't delay book your room now go to nossetbeachin.com that's nossetbeachin.com we'll be right back the grace curly show will be right back This is the Grace Curley Show.
I think I got it. I think I figured out who's going to be the next president of Harvard. If you haven't heard, Claudine Gay stepped aside. She has resigned after a number of different scandals, one involving her uh, congressional hearing with Elise Stefanik where she refused to condemn the anti-Jew rallies that are going on at Harvard, and also her plagiarism scandal. Now, I think it's going to be someone from the Biden administration. And I think it's going to be someone who knows things are not going well, who knows they have to bow out soon. As Jared pointed out, it cannot be a white man, which does eliminate a lot of candidates. I think it might be Jennifer Granholm, Secretary of Energy. She's had a tough time. She has had no success in this White House. She probably will get the boot heading into 2024 if they no, we're in 2024. But what I mean is, like, if he does win again, he'll probably clear out a few people and she's old enough where he might say, eh, you're you're good to go. I think it could be Jennifer Granholm. What about Admiral Rachel Levine? Harvard, though. Check it. Yeah. See if Levine's a a Harvard grad. I I do think they'll hire from someone in their own alumni circle. Uh, Henry, you're up next on the Grace Curley Show. Go ahead, Henry. Hey, Grace, you know what the answer is? Elena Kagan. She's a former Harvard law prof. Her name isn't gay, but she... And uh, if she... Uh, Again, the callers, man. Did did go to Harvard University, Rachel Levine. Really? From Wakefield. Native. Checks boxes. Resounding success with health and human services. You know what, Jared? I think think your pick, best mine. I think your pick is number one right now. Yeah. And there's no way it's Bill de Blasio. If if you miss it, a caller suggested Bill de Blasio. He doesn't have a Somebody said Obama, which is, I I guess, possible. Why would he want it, though? Why would he want it? Obama's got a really nice life at this point. You know, he's jet-setting. He gets to go everywhere. He hosts parties where you don't have to be vaccinated and you know people have to wear masks but if you're one of the party goers you don't have to wear a mask he goes to hawaii and he surfs he produces movies and podcasts he to be the president of harvard i mean it's kind of a step down for him yeah that's a good point yeah. president of the united states to president of harvard mm. not yeah, not the move you want to make that's somewhat I, lateral honestly i would say that when people suggest michelle obama will run for president i'd say that's a step down for her and yeah. I know you might say, well, Grace, like being president, that's everyone's. I don't think it's her number one. I think she likes living a very nice life. I know I would. I know if I had that kind of money and I was, you know, some of the boots she wears, some of the outfits she wears, they cost more than most people's homes. And if you said, well, maybe most people's mortgages. And if you said to me, if I was living that kind of life, hey, do you want to be president of the United States? I'd be like, hell no. If you said it to me now, I'd say hell no. I think you have to be kind of crazy to even want to do it. But I think the Obamas like living a lavish lifestyle. It's actually one of the things that I can relate to them on because I, I feel like I would do the same thing if I were them. I got it. Who? Dylan Mulvaney. <laughs> Dylan Mulvaney. I don't know. This is their Bud Light moment, so maybe. Maybe if they just want to keep it consistent. Uh, today's poll question is brought to you by Perfect Smiles. Don't be fooled by imposters with similar names. If you're unhappy with your smile, you need to visit Dr. Bruce Houghton in Nashua. Call one eight four four perfect smile or visit perfectsmiles.com. Jared, what is the poll question and what are the results thus far? Today's poll question, which you can vote in at gracecurlyshow.com, is do you make New Year's resolutions? Yes, I do. Only 16% say yes. 84% say they do not. 
it's fun. Write a list. You'd be surprised how fun it is. Sit down with your spouse or somebody in your house and say, what are we going to do differently this year? Even if you don't do it, it's fun to think that maybe you will. When we come back, I want to talk all about California and everything that's going wrong in the Golden State. There's plenty to talk to uh, talk about on that front. Don't go anywhere. Live from the Aviva Trattoria studio. It must be really hard when your job is to make up excuses for people who make bad decisions. And what I mean by that is, like, at CNN, they all pretend he they, they pretend to be down the middle, right? They all pretend like, oh, no, I'm a journalist. I just call balls and strikes. I'm not here to, you know, give my two cents. And then when there's something that's so obviously black and white, where, okay, Claudine Gay plagiarized, and now she's resigned, even then, their anchors or, you know, reporters, whatever you want to call the talking heads, even then, they have to couch what they're saying. They have to, you know, beat around the bush so much, even when it seems obvious, like, okay, this is a done deal. Just say she plagiarized. Let's move on. It's not your fault at CNN that she plagiarized. But they're so in bed with the left that they feel this obligation to constantly run cover for all of the left's mistakes. And it just must be exhausting. It must be exhausting. Even like, for example, okay, so I'm a obviously a conservative. I don't pretend to be down the middle. I don't think anyone listening to this show thinks I'm down the middle. But if there's a George Santos-style story where it's like, oh, well, Republicans lying now. What are you going to say about this? What I'll typically say is, yeah, he's a liar, but he shouldn't leave until one of the Democrat liars leaves. Let's play ball. This is this is how they want to play the game. This is how we should play the game. But I don't sit here and try to tell you that he's not a liar. Like, I don't try to explain away George Santos saying he's Jewish, even though he's not, because I wouldn't have the stomach for it, Jared. I would feel like too much of a loser trying to make excuses for this guy. So I just have to say the the truth, which is, yeah, he lied, but they all lie. And until one of their liars steps aside, I don't think our liar should step aside. Is it the most ethical? Maybe not. But that's that's what I that's what I've got to say. On CNN, it just seems so tiresome. Take a listen to is it is his name Mike Egan? Matt Egan. Matt Egan. Okay, take a listen to his explanation of Claudine Gay stepping stepping down from Harvard as president. These plagiarism allegations uh, where Claudine Gay has had to issue corrections, um, multiple corrections. Now, we should note that um, Claudine Gay has not been accused of stealing anyone's ideas in any of her writings. Uh, she's been accused of sort of a, more like a copying uh, other people's writings without attribution. So it's been more sloppy ap- attribution than stealing anyone's ideas. But none. There's a word for that. There used to be words for all of these things. You know, we play the semantics game. Everyone's coming up with euphemisms for things we already have words for. It's called plagiarism. It's called plagiarism. You're bending yourself into an Auntie Anne's pretzel to try to avoid saying that she plagiarized. It's not that hard. 
It's not that hard. And it's not your fault. I have news for Matt Egan. I don't care how much of a Democrat you are. I'm sure you're very committed to the cause. It is not your fault that Claudine Gay plagiarized. Sometimes somebody does something and you just got to accept it. Sometimes a Republican does something, Jerry, and I go, "Mm, you know, sorry that they did what they did. There's no defending it. But they will try to defend everything if you're on their team. It's the loyalty, I think. Maybe maybe I'm just jealous because we don't have anyone on the conservative side who would be that loyal at this point, especially. Mike, you're up next on the Grace Curley Show. Go ahead, Mike. Hey, Grace. Just a few things. Um, yeah, Biden, he's, he's obnoxious when he says, uh, let me tell you what I'm trying to say. You don't try to say something. You need to say it or you don't. <laughs> and then uh, next, so, so I live in Maine. So Bellows took Biden off the, off the ballot. Trump. Even if he, even if that passes, I mean, uh, Trump. Yep. Can I just write him in? Yeah. So, okay. So we've talked about this before, Mike. The writing in stuff is a disaster waiting to happen. Like everything gets screwed up enough when Trump's actually on the ballot, let alone if people start showing up and writing his name in. But don't even worry about it. It's not going to come to that. I have plenty of faith that common sense. And our justice system and the superior courts and the U.S. Supreme Court being the most superior, that they will rule in favor of Donald Trump, that they will overturn this and he will be on the ballot. In fact, everyone who's made these decisions so far, Shanna Bellows isn't even a judge, but she made this decision all on her own. They know they've stayed their own rulings. They know he's going to be on the ballot. So it's not going to come down to writing his name in. But it's sad that it's that it's sad that it even has to come to this. It's sad that we're at a point now where you have these people who are so hell-bent on destroying, what did uh, Joe Biden say, he who shall not be named, or was that Conan O'Brien? They're so hell-bent on destroying Orange Man Bad that they'll just throw out their own ethics, you know? They'll throw out their own beliefs in order to be, not not just to get Trump, but also to make themselves stars. You know, this is the price of stardom. You want to be a star in the Democrat Party, you've got to you've got to throw out due process. You've got to really try with all your might to get Trump. I would say it's a fruitless endeavor because he's not going to be off the ballot, but it's not fruitless for the people who are doing it. It makes you a hero. It makes it's like it's like becoming a made man in the mafia. Like you're you're in. There's no getting rid of you at that point. You are a Democrat for life. Rick, you're up next on the Grace Curley show. Go ahead, Rick. Hey, Grace, I'm a Trump supporter uh, so far, but just uh, a question. Yeah. If he's on the flight log list, are you going to call him out? Just like we're calling out the Harvard professor. I think he already is on the flight log list from. 2021 uh, i don't think he was going to the island but i did read that today that he was already on one of the lists yeah i think he he mentioned that one time he took he needed a plane from palm beach yeah. back to new york and he he was on the at on one of the planes yeah there. i don't know which well i mean rfk jr said he's used the plane too to go to something in indiana with yeah. his family i mean people use planes and if he went to if he went to epstein island yes rick i will call and him out on the show for that I, I don't think i'll have a choice i'll tell you this rick if donald trump went to epstein island i am almost positive it would have come out by now because that's not something they would have to make up to go after this guy even if they had to sacrifice some of their people in the process who are also on the list yeah i also don't know 
the part of it, the reason I, I don't think he would have gone, well, first of all, if anyone, you should really, Rick, look into the history. Maybe you have. You should look into the history of Jeffrey Epstein and Donald Trump because you always see these photos of them at Mar-a-Lago like they were, you know, best friends. He kicked him out of Mar-a-Lago. Like they don't have a, a very chummy history. Yeah, Trump he, wasn't a fan. He was the only person who cooperated with the DA in 2008, I believe, in the first Epstein conviction. Trump was the the only person who spoke to and kind of cooperated with Because that whole thing happened in Florida. Because, yeah, it was down in Florida. Yeah, so. they, they never brought anything in, in New York. Because nobody cared about this until they thought, you know, well, actually, what's interesting about it, and um, I wish I had it printed out in front of me, was that at one point, who was it, Jared, in Trump's cabinet, who at the time had brought the charges and, and had Epstein do time while he was in Florida, and then they made him, when the whole Epstein thing blew up, they made him- Yeah, the him, attorney, right? Yeah, Alexander something. G- give me a quick Google search on that. And uh, people are screaming it into their radios. I know. I know. And I got this far in the show today. I've got all the names. And then this one I mess up. Alexander Acosta. Thank you. Yes, I knew it was Acosta there, there was because another, Jim Acosta. And... There was another. I think there was another Acosta in the in the uh, Trump. No, but Acosta in the, was really but, good yeah. in the Trump White House. And then they yeah. made him leave because he was involved in bringing charges to Epstein or, or you know, giving the actual uh, punishment to Epstein in Florida, and people thought yeah, he, he went. Yeah, he was the labor secretary. They thought he went too. They, they thought he went too soft on Epstein. But the ironic thing is, he's the only one who actually got him to do any time. Like everybody else, they they didn't care that in New York he didn't have to do anything in New York. So then, during the Epstein, you know, uh, outrage, where all these people knew, everybody knew for decades. They knew since. They've known for quite some time, but when they did pretended all these people in Hollywood and stuff pretended to be outraged and they pretended that it was horrible and it was horrible, but they pretended like they didn't know about it. Then they got mad at Acosta and they made Trump's guy resign, even though he was doing a pretty bang up job. I actually liked him because he was the only one who actually was successful in getting Epstein to do any time. So the my point is Trump and Epstein, we know a lot about that relationship. There's a lot of history there. If it comes out that Trump was at Epstein Island, yes, I will talk about it on the show. Again, I think that'd be a hard thing to avoid talking about. I think we'd have to do at least an hour on it, probably the whole show. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So we're going to get 177 names. Um, we know we're going to get Bill Clinton. We know, yeah, there's. I'm sure there's a lot of people on there that will be familiar to us. Uh, 844-500-4242. Yeah, I'm at the point now, and I wasn't always at this point, but I can't, I can't defend people, I can only control my own actions. And so if there's a politician who I like or who's on my team and they do something that I find to be um, illegal or just something awful, unethical... Yeah, I'll call them out because, like, why not? I'm not married to any of these people. You know, they're not my family. So, yeah, I'll call them out. And I, I don't have any business relationships with them, so I don't really care. Uh, 844-500-4242. I did want to read, Jared, quickly here. So, you know the U-Haul report we get every year about yeah. where people are leaving? Guess where people are leaving? California? California. For some reason. Gavin Newsom, he keeps raising the minimum wage. He keeps giving every, you know, all illegal aliens free health insurance. And yet everybody's leaving. It's so weird. 
This is from Red State, um, and its sister Tolja, who does a good job, she she posts the U-Haul Growth Index. And for the fourth year in a row, California reflected the largest net loss of one-way movers. Weird, because I thought it was like this utopia. I thought it was Gavin Newsom's, you know, what what America would look like under Gavin Newsom. But nobody wants it. Also in the news, a this is from the New York Post. Hateful anti-Israel protesters yelling inflammatory chants, snarled traffic, and caused chaos as they descended upon John F. Kennedy International Airport on Monday, creating a nightmare on one of the busiest travel days of the year. So here's what we saw from social media. Uh, a dozen cars waving Palestinian flags, honking horns, saying NYPD, KKK, IDF, you're all the same. A box truck displayed images of Israeli troops with Palestinian children claiming Israel has waged a war on the children in Palestine. And seven protesters were issued summons. Sources said in 60 flights were delayed at JFK on Monday. I also saw something, Jared, about a balloon. But I don't see it in this report, but I did see it on... Oh, here we go. There, It actually does say it later. It says, A video reportedly showing balloons floating in the air above JFK circulated online. The FBI is investigating who let the balloons go because they could cause a threat to aviation safety. It's unclear if balloons were related to the protest. I'm going to go out on a limb and say they were. Maybe I'm I mean, just a I'll, pessimist. I don't, have, I don't have enough faith in these protesters, Jared. I'd have to see the stats on how many of these... Thousands of balloons are released every day at airports. Yeah, this is before just, we can really make a judgment. Maybe it was maybe it was the airport's birthday, and someone just brought the balloons to celebrate. We'll be right back. We're going to talk to Taylor Cormier. Don't go anywhere. The Grace Curley Show will be right back. This is The Grace Curley Show. Welcome back to The Grace Curley Show. It is time for the car crossover, which is brought to you by Tux Trucks. Fisher Plow season is on at Tux Trucks GMC in Hudson, Mass. It's getting chilly, everyone. I hate to be the one to report that, but it is going to be plow season very soon. So Tux ordered more plows and spreaders this year to meet the demand for residential, commercial, and municipal snow plowing. See Tux Trucks, your Fisher Plow distributor. Call 1-800-MY-TRUCK. So obviously this past weekend, it was New Year's, and Taylor Cormier is somebody who every single year on New Year's, he will not stop talking about Dick Clark's rockin' New Year's Eve. And this year was no exception. You came into the office just yeah. thrilled. Guys, did you watch... Going over certain parts of it. Did you catch this part? Six hours, I think. Yeah, and we were like, Taylor, no, we all had other things to do. And you said no. Dick looked great. Never <laughs> never looked better. And the big headline from this, which doesn't make me think that it was all that exciting, is the fact that Green Day performed and they changed up one of their lyrics. Do we have this, Jared? Let's play it. All right, so it's the song American Idiot. The, the actual lyric is, I'm not part of the redneck agenda, but they changed it to be edgy, and they said, I'm not part of the MAGA agenda. Congratulations, Wait. Magadonia. You're worse than rednecks, if, apparently. If we can, is it too late to edit the intro for Howie's show? Can we have Huey Lewis from Back to the Future saying, I'm sorry, you're just too darn loud, because I can't understand what they're saying. 
I so I was reading this story in Red State, and it's by I, I think the original was maybe Bonchi, but this is Bob Hogue, and he was saying Bob Hope, Hogue, oh, Hogue. and he was saying never look better. <laughs> being against MAGA now, it, it's like. It's not, it's never has been cutting edge, but it's not, these artists think they're such rebels and it's like, you're just doing what everybody's doing. Yeah, they're not the same green day as they were way back in the day. I I never really listened. I was just going to say, you don't strike me as a green day guy. My sister listened to them. Really? Yes. Yeah. She, she was kind of bigger into the punk scene. She never really found an identity, but she was bigger into the punk scene. than. Was she older than you? Younger. She's two years younger. Oh, okay. Interesting. So she was, she was into that. So I heard songs from across the hall, but I never really listened to Green Day at all. But the songs you heard, they didn't make you want to. I remember American Idiot. I remember the album cover to that. It was, uh, what was the name of that album? It doesn't matter, but it was. Did they sing Wake Me Up When September Ends? Yeah. Wake me up. Yeah, that's great. There's it's very angsty. Boulevard of Broken Dreams. I yep, think they that's also because yeah. whenever I search for Tony Bennett's Boulevard of Broken Dreams, that one comes up. Oh, yeah. Okay, so that's my familiarity with Green Day. It was very popular when I was in high school, and nothing from when I was in high school is really relevant to today. Not even high school. Yeah, and it really is just, it's just tired at this point. Like, it, it reminds me of Robert De Niro getting up at these award shows. We've heard it. We get yeah. it. It's old hat. We understand. We, you don't like Trump. We and, understand. And for somebody, for a band that was supposed to be so rebellious in nature, it's really not rebellious of them at all to side with the masses. I'm going to say one thing. F- Trump. <laughs> if that is, if that is, is even the masses. Yeah. I mean, it's... The MAGA movement, I think, is still as popular as ever. Do you think, and like you just said, you couldn't hear it. I can't imagine the people in the audience are like, yeah. He said, did you hear that part? He said MAGA agenda. No, Nobody you, caught it. When you're at a concert now, which I rarely go to, and if I go to one, I can understand what they're saying. But if I've been at places or at least have, have seen concerts on TV where everybody's just screaming around you, you can't hear what they're saying up there. Yeah. No, you're right. Taylor, you're coming up next. You got four hours. What do you got planned? <laughs> you love throwing that in there. I I've do. Got four hours. Four hours of Taylor. Claudine Gay is out, as we know, in uh, hilarity. Uh, there is, you know, the the... People rushing to her defense. Um, New York Times saying, oh, uh, this is because of the plagiarism. They forget the large part of of why she's out is also the anti-Semitism. Yeah. But there's a lot of that going around. Record month in illegal border crossings for the United States, 302,000. That's astounding. Very, very true, sir. Taylor Cormier has an excellent program prepared for you. Happy New Year, everybody. We'll be back tomorrow with another show. Don't go anywhere.